Welcome back to another edition of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast hosted by the Fantasy Holics. You know, this week we're kind of wrapping up the, the little segment we've been doing here about our top uh, top players at each position. We started with the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Now we're, we're wrapping up in the tight ends. Next week we're going to get into some uh, divisional breakdowns of some players at each position there. Uh, but this week, without further ado, we're going to get into our tight ends. Um, Brant, what do you uh, what do you have to say about this this top twelve tight end rankings here? Well, top twelve, we were able to discuss it a little bit more prior to actually recording this week. I know we've had our issues discussing our sure. rankings, and we noticed that the top twelve are the same players, same twelve players, different spots. So in consensus, we're actually pretty even on this one here. Not a whole lot to argue about. Um, just a heads up, it's a little warm in our recruit recording area, so when I start slurring my words, you guys know why now. Yeah, um, slurring them on sweat, not uh, yeah. not alcohol. Yeah, not alcohol. Family family friendly show here at the Fat Boys, yeah. for the most part. Uh, well, let's just get right into it, and, and we'll start at number one. And I think number one is is fairly consensus for the both of us. Uh, again, this is dynasty rankings, not redraft. So in a redraft, obviously they'd be a little different. But at number one, it's Kyle Pitts. You know, uh, Kyle's. 21 years of age there in Atlanta. Uh, he's got last year his stats were uh, he had 110 targets for 60 with 68 receptions for 1,026 yards, one touchdown, and 17 games played. Now the interesting thing about this is he had 110 targets. That's pretty good. I mean that's that's actually really good for a rookie tight end. Uh, and the the interesting thing is there's 287 vacated targets there in Atlanta with Calvin Ridley being fully suspended this year. I know he missed half the season last year. Russell Gage is gone. Hayden Hurst is gone. Mike Davis is gone. Those are some guys that were freeing up targets from. And I'm not saying all 287 of those are going to go to Kyle Pitts by any stretch of the imagination, but Kyle Pitts' targets should go up. I'd expect him to be in the 130, 135 range this year. Uh, If he finds the end zone a half a dozen more times than what he did this year, right there alone, he's a top top two top three tight end uh all depending on what the next guy in the rankings does brant do you want to touch on kyle pitts at all there kyle pitts was just he was a freak coming out of college his, his athletic ability i mean this guy he lines up as outside wide receiver flex wide receiver tight end um what they call him coming out a unicorn the unicorn the unicorn yes. this guy i mean almost head and shoulders really in dynasty rankings he's almost head and shoulders above the rest Due to his young age, I'm not saying his skill level is head and shoulders above the rest, but due to his young age, this guy, he's he, he's going to receive the targets. Atlanta's defense is middle of the road, to say the better end of it. So, yeah, I mean, Kyle Pitts, he's going to see a lot of targets. You guys are going to be playing from behind a lot. I'm sorry, Falcons will be. I don't want to yeah, yeah. wrap you into that. Don't quite have a contract with yeah. the team yet. We're working yeah, on it. working on that. I'm almost in peak physical condition yeah. for it, too. Yeah, if the, if we were at an eating buffet. Well, ball boy or water boy, maybe I might might be in. I don't think you're running any balls out there. Probably not. All right. So, at number two, I'm pretty sure we're consistent across the board here, which is kind of funny because we go from the youngest one in our, our – uh, our rankings to the oldest one in our rankings it's Travis Kelsey out of Kansas City we all know what Travis Kelsey can do there's not a whole lot of you know talk that we need to have out here for to back this up um, I do know you had a very interesting ranking or a very interesting stat that you told me earlier today that is, is kind of crazy how many vacated targets were out there in Kansas City yeah now? so it's a lot um, but it's 340 vacated targets obviously the big one being Tyreek Hill gone Byron Pringle's gone. There's just been a, 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 a different uh, revolving door of guys gone. And obviously, again, 
These are not all going to go to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey last year had 134 targets, 92 receptions, 1,125 yards, nine touchdowns, and 16 games played. So he missed a game. Uh, I will say I expect the, t- the touchdowns to go up. I think the yards go down a little bit this year. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking targets are going to be in the 140 range, 150, until Patrick Mahomes establishes that uh, that rapport and trust with some of these other guys that were brought in this year. Uh, but 340 vacated targets is a lot. And if Tra- uh, Travis Kelsey's target share goes up, this guy's going to be comfortably the number one tight end again this year. Absolutely. I could see Travis Kelsey seeing probably one of his most targeted season, even, going, even at the age of 32. He's definitely going to be – the most trusted target that um, Patrick Mahomes has left Absolutely, on the team. Absolutely. Uh, I'll go ahead and hit my number three because I know this is where you and I kind of start to differ a little bit here on our rankings. But for me, it's it's George Kittle. And listen, I know George Kittle's not been able to keep himself on the field for a whole lot of games lately. Uh, you know, the last couple of years he's dealt with some injury issues. Uh, but he does have Trey Lance coming in, projected to be the starter this year, finally, after you know sitting behind Jimmy G all year last year. Again, until that actually happens, I don't know how I feel about it. But uh, we do know that young quarterbacks like to lean on their tight end, their run, run, uh, running backs that can catch the ball a little bit too. Uh, but last year uh, for, Jimmy, or, uh, for uh, George Kittle, excuse me, 94 targets for 71 receptions, 910 yards, and six touchdowns and only 14 games played. So if, if he plays, you know, three more games and finishes the whole season on the route or the, the uh, trend that he was heading, he would have been a top five tight end last year. Uh, and there's 49 vacated targets in uh, San Francisco, so not a whole lot. But, again, full season of, of George Kittle, I expect him to be in that 120 target range, you know, probably eight to nine touchdowns as well. So – Absolutely, absolutely. So my number three, and really the biggest difference between my three and four, is I have Mark Andrews at three and I have Kittle at four. Biggest issue or the biggest upside for me having Andrews above Kittle is, A, Andrews played a full season last year. He saw 153, 154 targets, and there's 145 vacated there in, uh, just with Hollywood Brown being gone. So, I mean, the vacated targets really, you know, are, are great for his upside here. We know that, you know, um, Lamar Jackson running back leans on his tight end um, and Mark Andrews. Um, I, I think I think you're going to see uh, Andrews, you know, used a lot more in, in, in vers- versatile roles. So I really just like Andrews just a wee bit more than Kittle. Um, Kittle's upside to me that is better than Mark Andrews is that yak ability. And like you said, that young quarterback's going to rely probably quite a bit on, on his tight end. And that yak ability for Kittle is, is, is phenomenal. And that's why there it's it's almost 3A, 3B. And it was just, you know, kind of where my pen wrote down which name was which there, where it went as 3 and 4. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about Mark Andrews, I, you have him at 3. Uh, you had Kittle at 4, I believe. So you and I just swapped our 3 and 4 there. I had Mark Andrews at 4 as well. Uh, is that there's 267 vacated targets in Baltimore. Uh, and that's really fascinating to me because, again, Lamar Jackson's the quarterback. I just don't I don't. <laughs> when did he throw that many yeah, times? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know, for for me, the thing is, I expect there to be almost a little bit of regression. You know, Mark Andrews was the tight end one last year. Everybody's kind of hyping up Rashad Bateman. I know you and I are kind of starting Absolutely. to buy into that. You're more into it than I, I am. Into a year ago. Yeah, you're more into <laughs> it than I am. Uh, but in order for Rashad Bateman to kind of blow up, there has to be less Mark Andrews, in my opinion. Um, again, uh, 154 targets, 107 receptions, 1,361 yards, nine touchdowns. 
and 17 games played. I'm not sure he stays up to that 17 games played. I think he may miss a game or two. Uh, you know, I don't expect the yards to be as high as they were. Receptions, I could see them being where they're at, but I think targets come down a little bit just because of Rashad Bateman. Uh, and I think Dobbins going to get some passes out of the backfield as well there this year. Uh, but I still think comfortably, especially in dynasty rankings, top four is pretty pretty unanimous here. Absolutely, absolutely. So my number five um, is Pat Fryermuth there in, in Pittsburgh, twenty three years old. He's got a, a an incoming QB in um, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, um, and he also has a rookie Kenny Pickett not knocking just to you know become a starting quarterback there. And like you you already said, well, Kenny two gloves. Yeah. But the rookies, the young ones, normally want to rely on their tight end. And, and he gets this young tight end stud who showed that he could be pretty good in the red zone and pretty good all over the field last year. Um, I think I think we see more of, of Friar Muth being used uh, in the red zone. And, and, and I, th- I think we're going to see more of him on the field this year. Um, and, and, you know, when you're on the field more, that normally leads to a few more targets, receptions, touchdowns. Everything just is on the uprise here. And I absolutely love – the um the fit there in Pittsburgh with Pat Firemuth too. Yeah, you know, uh, Pat, I, I like Pat a lot. I went obviously went and drafted him in our fantasy holics uh, superflex dynasty that we just did, uh, second to George Kittle, just because George Kittle doesn't seem to stay on the field. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, I have him a little bit down, so I'll talk about him when I get to him. Uh, but at my number five, I actually have Dawson Knox. Uh, and Dawson Knox is one that people may scratch their head out a little bit. Uh, but my, my rationale behind this is that he played 15 games last year, all right, and the numbers aren't really eye-popping until you get to one certain category. Uh, 71 targets, 49 receptions, 587 yards for nine touchdowns, okay? What that says to me is when Josh Allen can't use his legs in the red zone, he's looking at Dawson Knox. Uh, 199 vacated targets in Buffalo uh, coming into this year. I do expect Dawson Knox to be closer to 100 uh, targets this year, probably somewhere in the 75 to 80 reception range, probably looking at 700 yards, and I think those touchdowns stay pretty similar to where they're at. Again, Dawson Knox is, is, is pretty young. You know, he's, he's coming in at 25 years of age, uh, so him and Josh Allen could be together for quite a few more years. So Absolutely, absolutely. I have Dawson Knox later on in my rankings. I'll get to that here um, in a little bit um, about where I have him and why. Um, well, I'll just roll. You just want me to roll into my next one here? Yeah, number six we have as the same. So let's let's roll into number six. Oh, TJ Hawkinson. Wow, looking at the wrong list. Yes, I have TJ Hawkinson at number six. Um, my main reason for having him so much lower than a lot of other people do have him is we talked about this on an earlier cast. Where are the targets going to go? You got Amaron St. Brown showed out. They just used a high draft pick on Williams. You got... T.J. Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, both coming back healthy this year. Jamal um, Williams is going to catch the Jamal passes. Williams. They added D.J. Chark this offseason. I'm just not sure where all this volume is going to come from. We know that Goff can sustain two fantasy-relevant pass catchers as well, along with the fantasy-relevant running back. We saw that in, with the Rams. I'm just not 100% dead set on T.J. Hawkinson. Um, other than that, I mean, he probably would break my top five if, if I saw a little bit more. But sitting here at six, that's where I'm comfortable taking him. Yeah, you know, um, he only played 12 games last year, so I think that that hurts his case a little bit for top five as well. Uh, but the thing that's that's kind of scary to me is uh, there's only 37 vacated targets in Detroit. 37, that's not a lot. Yeah, and they added quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> and they did add a ton. So it, it's really going to be interesting how the pecking order shakes out. 
But again, this is another guy that's only 25 years of age, still pretty young, um, and you know, at, at his age and his track record and what he's done and, and and things, I just don't think it'd be right to, to take him much further than where he's at at this point. Uh, but again, the 37 vacated targets and, and all they added this offseason does does scare me a little bit as well. Uh, at number seven, I actually have Dalton Schultz. Uh, Dalton Schultz finished the year, won a lot of people, a lot of championship leagues. Uh, I know our, our local dynasty league that we do with a bunch of guys we work with, Brant, uh, uh, Dalton Schultz was pretty res- uh, responsible solely for winning a title uh, in that league. <laughs> that was pretty gross. Um, but Dalton Schultz last year, 104 targets, 78 receptions, 808 yards, eight touchdowns, and 17 games played. And again, 205 vacated targets in Dallas. You know, you had um, Amari Cooper leave. You've got Michael Gallup missing at least half the season, probably. Uh, and so, you know, Dalton Schultz and Dak built that great chemistry down the stretch. Uh, you know, and a lot of people last year, even the last two years, really, it's been, is it going to be Dalton Schultz? Is it going to be Blake Jarwin? One of these guys is going to be a stud. Who's it going to be? Well, it finally came out to be that it was Dalton Schultz last year. And again, he was a championship winner. I just don't necessarily want to put the horse in front of the cart and say he's going to replicate that until I see him replicate that. Now, he comes out and does that again this year. Yeah, again, another one that's only 25 years of age. He does that again this year. He's going to be in the conversation for top five in dynasty rankings moving forward. But on one year doing that, I'm not comfortable putting him in there. I know you have him a little lower than I do. Yeah, I do. Um, But, again, Dalton Schultz is who I have at seven. I'm going to say I have Schultz at ten, and and pretty much the same reason you just hit on. I just don't know how comfortable – I am moving him up any higher than that after only one year of, of a good year. Uh, my number seven, though, I have Darren Waller. I know. Shock. Darren Waller is not a top five dynasty tight Wait end. Wait till you hear my rankings. Yes. In, in, our, in our rankings, neither one of us have Darren Waller in the top five. You added Adams. You trust everything to do with Renfro, Josh Jacobs, Zamir White, all there. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, all still there. Where are these targets going to get replicated for Darren Waller? Not to mention, if you remember the first couple years of his career, he was not uh, top-tier top tight end. No, he was terrible. He was. Terrible. He's also had legal troubles and, and some other things that have held him out of games. He had the injury – or it was questionable almost every week last, last year. I'm not even 100% sure what, how many games he played. 11 games. 11, thank you. Uh, and he's 29 years old. He's already on that decline. I know we say decline at 29, which is crazy when Kelsey is no is 32 and balling out. But Waller, everything points to just the downslide of him. And I just don't feel comfortable with him being one of my top five. I, really, it was hard to put him at seven, too. It's, it's really hard to feel comfortable with that, with everything that they've added. And they've also come out. I mean, we've also seen them come out and lean on Jacobs and lean on that run to really open it up. Well, guess what? You open it up. I'm sorry. I'm not probably not looking for Waller. I'm looking for Devontae Adams or my most trusted wide receiver in Hunter Renfro. Sure. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll touch on uh, Waller a little bit more here in just a second. I'm going to let you hit number eight. Number eight, I got Cole Komet. Love it. Love it. He, he, he's one of the only pass catchers that you might know his name in Chicago. You got Darnell Mooney. You got Cole Komet. Montgomery's not much of a pass-catching back. He can catch the ball. Yes, we have seen that. But he's not known for that. Cole Clement is, is nothing, but everything is pointing to his increase. He he got on the field last year, and he had very good. He had a very decent season. Um, and and it, all he's getting is the off, 
offseason to build chemistry with, with Fields. And I'm sorry, when you're running for your life, we saw it with Russell quite a bit. You look for your tight end quite a bit. That's why Seattle has about 22 of them on their roster. Absolutely. But, so Cole Komet could be a safety blanket for Fields, drawn up plays for him. He's going to be a great – he's a great pass blocker, so he's going to get on the field. Cole Komet's a guy that I'm very comfortable with drafting, and he's – what do I have? 23 years old in a system that – Hasn't done anything really to help the quarterback with receiving wise. I absolutely love Cole Komet. Yeah, you know I'm I'm real big on Cole Komet too, uh, Brant. Uh, just not quite as high on on him as you are. I've got at my number eight. I've got Pat Fairmuth. Uh, just like you kind of alluded to earlier, uh, you know, uh, young quarterbacks coming in or Mitch Trubisky coming in. Kenny Pickett could follow. I think Mitch Trubisky has a couple bad games in the the Steelers Nation is going to kind of be demanding to see that first-round pick on the field, right? Um, but with Pat Fearmuth last year, 79 targets, 60 receptions, 497 yards, seven touchdowns in 16 games played. Again, another thing I want to allude to here is we've seen these cold-weather nasty games get dominated by the run game and the tight end position in the past, right? Because a lot of times your tight ends are running like 10-yard curls or post routes down towards the goal line. Uh, and again, in Pittsburgh, there's also 163 vacated targets. Pat Fumuth, as a rookie last year, his rookie season would have been pretty well talked about had a guy named Kyle Pitts not been in that same rookie class at the tight end position. Uh, this is a guy that, uh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster is no longer in town um, and should be, with the exception of Chase Claypool, the number one, and I still think probably over Chase Claypool, the number one targeted player in uh, – Johnson Johnson. No, 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 in the red zone for okay. Pittsburgh. Sorry, I Deontay Johnson is a target hog. I understand. That. No, <laughs> I thought you were going to say all over. Uh, no, in, no in I the, can't read your mind. In the red zone, no. Yeah, in the red zone. You can when we're staring at a fast food menu, but not when we're doing a podcast. Um, <laughs> That's just everything on the menu. Yeah. I, I do think, though, um, with with Pat Fearmuth, it would not shock me entirely to see him take another year to fully develop. So I'm not going to say that I think he'll be a top five dynasty tight end next year. The year after that, though, I think we could start to see Pat Fairmuth be a top five name mentioned. Uh, and again, across the board. Across the board. And again, you know, that tight end position is one that a lot of people punt on because if you don't get one of those top three in the past, it's kind of one of those things where it's all just stream. I don't think the tight end position is really there anymore. I really don't. I'm, I'm looking at these top 12 names that you and I both have here, and I'd be comfortable with any one of them in, in a 12-man league being my tight end one and not worrying about the position. I, I, towards the bottom, it's not really set it and forget it, but there are guys that you take off your off your roster for a week to plug in somebody else matchup-based, and they're going to burn you. So these are all names that I'm comfortable with. And the next one is the one that I, I'm the least fascinated by. I actually traded out of him in, a, in an orphan dynasty roster I just took over. And at number nine, I have Darren Waller, okay, who you just talked about. Again, Devontae Adams coming to town. Don't need to beat this like a dead horse. Here's one of my things, though. This is this is my my thing. I would not be shocked. Again, I don't have him ranked there, but I would not be shocked if Darren Waller finishes a top three tight end this year. Okay? And here's my reasoning why behind that. There's still 234 vacated targets in Las Vegas. Okay? So I know Adams is going to come in and take a ton of those. But, but Waller only played 11 games last year. Derek Carr does have that chemistry established with Darren Waller. I just don't trust Darren Waller in a dynasty startup draft to be my guy, okay? Redraft, I love Darren Waller this year because one of my sleeper picks for, for MVP this year is none other than Derek Carr, 
okay? And solely because he's got a good running back, a good run game in Josh Jacobs, okay? And he's got youth to spell him. He's got uh, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, great pass catchers on the wideouts. And he's got Darren Waller, who's been a top five tight end. I just don't trust Darren Waller long term, all right? That's my issue with Darren Waller. That's all I'm going to say about it because I could go on for hours. And I, don't, I just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. It's a Darren Waller truther. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my number nine, I have Mike Gisecki there in Miami. Absolutely love the chemistry that he built with Tua last year. Um, I know we added Tyreek. I know they added Tyreek Hill. Um, but he's Gisecki is just like a, that safe guy in the middle of the field. You know he's going to be open. You know he's going to catch that ball. He's going to get himself a couple yards after reception. He, he, it, it, his ability, I mean, you may not see the – 10 to 12 catches a game or targets a game. But when he gets targeted, it's it, he catches the ball. Sure. There's not many drops in his in, in, in his pass. Um, he's a guy that I could see being very um, targeted in the red zone. And you got your smaller guy in Tyreek Hill and Waddle. So, I mean, yeah, they're going to get there burning some people. But if they get down in the red zone, you're going to see Gasecki get targeted a lot. And I am absolutely comfortable with him being at my number nine spot and, you know, taking later on in the draft. This is one of those guys that you sit back and you miss those top three. This is one of the guys that I really love that could quietly just slowly creep up the rankings and could finish as a top five tight end. Well, you're looking at most drafts, you're probably looking at 10 to 12th round you're picking this tight end here. Sure. Um, Number 10, I got Dalton Schultz. I already hit on that. Just same thing as you. I just – don't trust Dallas completely yet with – I mean, I trust that they're going to throw the ball. I just don't know where yet. Sure. And Schultz, where one year did it, and then he also had that injury the year prior. <coughs> um, so, I, I'm just – my trust is really the only thing holding him back for me having him as high as you do. Okay. Uh, at number 10, I actually have Cole Komet. Um, this is one that you and I have both been very high on all offseason. I know you've watched him a lot longer than I have, I have with you being a Notre Dame faithful uh going back to his time there in South Bend. Uh, but, again, Cole Komet's a guy that really hasn't wasn't on my radar until the end of last year, and I was looking to grab as many shares of him as I could at the end of last year. Uh, I was lucky enough somebody got uh, uh, careless and dropped him in our in – our, uh, dynasty league that we're both in together uh, at work, and uh, I, I, I snagged him up with the number one waiver claim uh, real quick. It wasn't much of a hesitation. Uh, you know, Jimmy Graham's out of town finally, um, which <laughs> Jimmy Graham and Tom Brady, which one of them was going to be first? Well, it was Jimmy Graham. He's gone. He's out the door. History, okay? Um, Cole Komet uh, last year had 93 targets, 60 receptions, 612 yards, zero touchdowns. No way he has zero touchdowns again this year. No No way. way. No way. All right. And that was in 17 games played. All right. So that's a little scary when you see those numbers. Okay. Uh, But I'm going to become a Cole Komet truther, if you will. I've I've invested in him. I own him. I'm I'm all on board this year. Again, and a lot of that has to do with the simple fact that Chicago did nothing for Justin Fields. So a full offseason with Justin Fields this year. In uh, a full season with Justin Fields and him together. Darnell Mooney is going to get peppered with targets. I expect the same for Cole Komet. All right. That's about all I have to say about old Cole there. Uh, and number 11, this is one that I know on last week's episode, Brant, you and I, the hot take was that Green Bay did not have a top 36 wide receiver Absolutely. Uh, in, in Dynasty. And everybody was saying on Facebook, you know, that you got a top, top end quarterback when there's a top end quarterback. Somebody's got to catch the ball. I know in the running back episode, we both kind of alluded that was going to be Aaron Jones. 
Well, there's another guy still sitting. There is another guy still sitting there, and that's Robert Tanyan. Listen, Robert Tanyan last year only played in eight games, all right? Devontae Adams was still in town, and he had 29 targets, 18 receptions, 204 yards, two touchdowns. I know a lot of people have fallen off of Robert Tanyan because the year previously he exploded, right? And then he had this awful year, injury-riddled, with only 18 receptions. I get falling off of him. But there's 248 vacated targets. All right, I know a lot of people are saying Alan Lazard may be the guy. I know a lot of people are saying maybe Christian Watson comes on. I think Alan Lazard's going to be the guy for a little while. I think Christian Watson's going to take some time to come on the scene. I absolutely love Christian Watson. We Brent, know Sammy he, Watkins isn't going to be the guy yeah. except for week one. Yeah, he'll explode week one, and then we'll never hear his name again the rest of the season until he's signed by somebody next year, and next year we're hearing all about how Sammy Watkins is going to be the guy. Put him in your daily lineups for week one. Yeah, <laughs> a best ball league, he's probably amazing to own. Uh, but nonetheless, 248 vacated targets. All right, Devontae Adams is gone. Aaron Jones is is, is not going to get any more or any less than he had last year probably. Robert Tanyan's going to get a lot of these, all right? I would not be at all shocked to see Robert Tanyan have 115 targets next year. Not at all. Absolutely. Robert Tanyan's going to be the safety guy for Aaron Rodgers this year, too. Because it, it used to be Devontae Adams on those slur, uh, those uh, the crossing routes. That's going to be Tanyan now. It's going to be. I mean, you're going to have Jones coming out of the backfield. Maybe Jones lines up as a slot wideout. This guy is already trusted by... Um, Rodgers. Tanyan is going to see targets galore. I don't know how you said what. What? Anyway, he's definitely going to see 100 targets in my mind. I'm thinking 115. So, Tanyan is the guy. Tanyan's the guy to own as a pass catcher in uh, dynasty leagues right now because he's going to see the volume. Now, once again, we hit on that. Lazard will be the guy for some time. Watson. The guy for sometimes. Randall Cobb will probably be the best wide receiver on that team for a game or two. But Tanya's Sammy, and gonna, Sammy Watkins for week one. And yeah, Sammy Watkins for week one. Robert Tanya's probably going to be, in my mind, will be always up there in that talks of five receptions, 70, 80 yards, and probably averaging close to .7 touchdowns per game. Yeah. That's going to be amazing to see. So, Robert Tanyan's a guy that it, it, everything's on the rise for him, and he's in the right spot. Uh, you know, I also want to add out, too, you know, if you're in an established dynasty league already and you don't have that bona fide stud at tight end, you could probably get Robert Tanyan for real cheap this offseason. Nickels off on the dollar. Because, again, a lot of people are just going to see what happened last year, not why it happened and what's to look forward to this year. Again, Big believer in Christian Watson, but it's going to take him time to develop in the NFL. The route tree's not polished. He's not coming from Power 5 school like, you know, Chris Olave or Drake London or some of these other guys. His route tree's going to take some time to develop. And while that's developing, it's going to take him even longer to gain Aaron Rodgers' trust. And like you alluded to, Robert Tanyan's already got it. Invest in Robert Tanyan. Absolutely. Invest. Uh, my number 12, I got Dawson Knox. You already hit on it earlier. Um, with the addition of James Cook... Um, Stephon Diggs is still there. Um, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis emerging. Jamison Crowder. Crowder being added. Dawson Knox, thank you. I just completely blanked on everybody but Diggs. And Dawson Knox, he's still a guy that in a a 12-man league, I absolutely would have faith as being a tight end one. Um, I just don't know where where he's going to fluctuate there in my rankings. He's a guy that I definitely wanted to make sure I got in. He's only 25 years old. He has the trust of trust of Josh Allen. He sees the targets in the red zone. So he's going to finish, and I honestly believe Dawson Knox is going to be one of those guys that every single week he's going to finish inside the top 10 
So he's going to be a top 10 tight end. But where he finishes and how this all shakes out over the years to come is why I have him at 12. But like, like I said, he's, he's still only 25 years yeah. old. Uh, to round out my top 12, I had Mike Gusecki at 12. And, and my reasoning for having him as low as I do is really simple. Because for the last two years, I've been a huge Mike Gusecki truther. <laughs> and I had to trade him this offseason to build wide receiver depth. So I'm trying to distance myself from that relationship a little bit. Uh, but on top of that... You know, again, this is the make or break year for Tua. I'm not sure how much, again, Tua is another one that I've been a truther for the last two years. Traded him this offseason, trying to move on a little bit. Um, so everybody you trade should yeah, have great years. Probably so, because that's typically how it seems to work. But I, I just don't know where Mike Jacecki is going to fall in the pecking order. Chase Edmonds is a, is a, a hellacious pass-catching back. Uh, was their first signing of the new uh, new uh, coaching regime there in uh, Miami. I just don't know where Mike Jacecki falls. Again, this is another guy who week in and week out, he could be a tight end one on the roster or on the on the week, but he could also finish as the tight end 30. So it's just going to be dependent on how, how it looks with Tua for a full season with Tyreek, with Jalen Waddell. I'd like to see how that finishes. But nonetheless, this brings us through our top 12. Again, same names in, in the spots, just different places of where we had the same 12 names. Next week, we're going to be coming at you guys with the uh, breakdown of the NFC South. Uh, I do want to say real quick, uh, you know, Seth Berger on the IDP podcast put out a mock draft last week um, where it was a rookie mock draft that in, that sprinkled in some IDP. Give that a listen. It was really good. And last week was the first episode for The Flex. Yes. It's a, a, a redraft strategy dy- or a podcast that's hosted by the Fantasy Holics as well. Uh, you know, Josh Rodriguez did a really good job on that podcast as well. Uh, so go ahead and give those a listen if you haven't. Maybe Dynasty's not your cup of tea and redraft or, or IDP is more your speed. Go give those guys a listen. Absolutely, absolutely. And as you, you just said, we're going to hit the NFC South next week, and then we're going to we're going to alternate here with the NFC, AFCs, going all the way down for the next uh, uh, eight weeks. Eight weeks. Thank you. Wow. So, without further ado, we're going to get up out of this heat. As always, stay hungry and stay fat, my friends.